You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. You have moved out of your old flat. You love the vicar more than words can say. Tell him to pray that I won't melt away. And I'll see your face For this episode, we'll be talking about the Bee Gees, Odessa. In the room, I have Rob. Yes, sir. I have Ben. <laughs> I have John. <laughs> Odessa is the sixth studio album by the Bee Gees, originally released on the 30th of March, 1969, on Polydor Records in the UK and Atco Records in the US. The producer was Robert Stigwood and the Bee Gees, and the genre is pop and Baroque pop. Formed in 1958 by three brothers, Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb, the Bee Gees began to gain popularity as a pop group with tight three-part harmonies in the mid-60s. The Beatles manager, Brian Epstein, passed the demo tapes to Robert Stigwood, and after an audition in February of 1967, the Bee Gees signed a five-year contract with Polydor Records. Work quickly began on the group's first international album, and Stigwood launched a promotional campaign to coincide with its release. The Bee Gees seemed to be on their way as they performed on numerous TV shows and saw many of their singles charting in the UK, but by 1969 the cracks started to show within the group, as Robin began to feel that Stigwood had been favoring Barry as the frontman. Their sixth album, Odessa, was an ambitious project originally intended as a concept album on the loss of a fictional ship in 1899. It created tension and disagreements in the band regarding the album's direction. The album evolved into a double album and was not well received by the public or music press on its release, but years later many critics felt this was the best Bee Gees albums of the 1960s. With its progressive pop feel on the title track, a few country-flavored songs, and ballads such as Melody Fair and First of May, the last of which became the only single from the album at number six in the UK. Robin quit the group in the mid-1969 to launch a solo career, but came back in 1970 prior to the group starting their disco era. All right, how did we feel about the epic Odessa? It is epic. It's it's <laughs> like it's really, really long. Yeah. yeah. It's incredibly long, and I completely understand why it just... They what, were, didn't sell well? Well, yeah. First, why it didn't sell well, and two, that the direction is just... Who knows? And it's not like a fun Beatles white album where you're like, oh, I want to see what happens next. No, I know it, what's going to happen it next. It just continues it's... to... It no. like cycles through a couple of different genres, but then never really hits home with any of them. Nobody was asking for this. <laughs> you know, like there's not a population out there that's like, man, I really wish I could have some more Baroque country from the Bee Gees. <laughs> I think they were... They were under pressure because the time at the time it was like Sgt. Pepper and all these people were doing these like mega albums that had these concepts and they were like we got to stretch out to 
Man, do some sort of weird. Sometimes you something. just gotta play the hand you're dealt. Yeah. And I don't mean play this album if you receive it as a gift. I mean, if, if you're the BG, oh, no, you better not get it. <laughs> uh, At least not a, don't, don't get me an old, Rob was talking about the, what, like the dye they used? Oh, yeah. oh the, the flo- flocking? Yeah. That's, it was like felt and it like flocked off and it was like. And it made yeah. people allergic. The, yeah, people the, were inhaling it. The the physical dynamics of this actual double album <laughs> is it's what it's a giant red flocked golden <laughs> monstrosity, and the flocking either in the factory or at home, maybe both. I think both. Came Actually, in the and, factory. Yeah, I the think. factory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was it was entirely too expensive to press. And the workers were having allergic reactions <laughs> to the materials, but they they, they stopped that particular uh, uh, pressing not because of the workers, but because it was too expensive. If you, like if you're a Bee Gees fan, like regardless of what your favorite era of the Bee Gees are, you weren't asking for this. Yeah, I would say so. You know, like th- although I do, I think I appreciate this more than the other earlier like pop teeny pop stuff at least this has a little more like yeah, they, thought and they were swinging for the bleachers man yeah i think yeah, they, they were, were at least seeing what sticks to the wall like trying for something with their like epic sweeping you know but i mean you don't opera. use you don't use or or celebrate wd20 you know, you celebrate WD forty. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's true. There's, there's a lot of iterations in the middle there where you're like, eh, "It's not really working." Yeah. That's why I celebrate like Queen right. instead of this. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. But that being said, like the things that I personally enjoyed about this album were the, just because of the way it kind of laid out. Like some of the more baroque stuff, I was like, "This is actually kind of nice." Like some of the arrangements of the strings and and, and the parts where it wasn't really the Beachy singing was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the other things on it fell flat for me. Like uh, I just didn't really think the other styles carried as well as their baroque Wait, stuff. Which styles? So the country so, style? Or yeah. So the... they had. I guess on this album, let's let's try and figure out what the styles were. You've got baroque pop, right? Okay. Which you've got in songs like Odessa, uh, what British Opera, Seven Seas Symphony, and then you've got some country, right? You got Molly Pruitt Drive. Yeah. You got um, Give Your Best, and then you've got I don't I don't know what would you call the other stuff? Just I just standard say pop. I'd just say pop. Yeah. I would say harmony, like a yeah, like a harmony pop. Yeah, I mean, some of the I mean the country stuff is not horrible, but it doesn't hit. It's no, not it's, it's not them. It, it, it's yeah. derivative. It, it's, yeah. it's incredibly derivative, and and it, it's crazy that this is only a year after uh, those, was it songs from Big Pink or yeah. uh, music from Big music Pink. from Big Pink the band. Like, yeah, the like how fast like country hit. How fast country went from America over to England, Australia, Australia. Shit. Um, yeah. It. That's that's what blows my mind. Like just like it, it almost it makes it a little more insulting. Like that these like big bands that we celebrate, like they all were fucking going for a cash grab at this point in time. <laughs> oh man, this country thing is gonna take off. Like it, it's kind of gross. Uh, this album, it just it just plods along. It just like in <clears throat> tempo and in mood. It just I would say it has. Almost one mood. It has one mood, and every song 
even the songs that like I believe have some merit, they're just they're, there's no sense of <laughs> urgency or excitement. It's just it's just plodding along. Like the song Melody Fair, it's pretty, it's kind of boring, and it sounds like quaaludes. Like it it's like it sounds like a movie clip from. A mo- like it sounds like the soundtrack of like a movie clip of like this dude's on downers, and like just like some like slow motion scene from like Fear and Loathing or something, hmm. but not in a good way. <laughs> no, thought, no, not in a good I way. I thought that one I wrote is it's too saccharine. Mm-hmm. It's it's Beatles esque, but it doesn't have. I mean, even the early Beatles had a slight edge. I, I dug to both it. Uh, Edison and Melody Fair. I think the oh, chorus, I hated Ellis. Edison. Edison. I, I think that oh. the uh, the chorus soaks are fucking like outstanding. The thing that this album does for me, which I I, I like the arrangements um, a lot, like when they're when they're done well, um, where it do- and, and the harmonies are great, but lyrically it sucks. Oh yeah, like the rhyme scheme. That's are why I wrote about Edison. I was terrible. like. Edison here to stay. What? What does that even mean? No, they, they just don't like Tesla, man. Like... <laughs> Which makes them assholes. <laughs> you don't side with Edison. No, he's an elephant killer. Exactly. Yeah. If you're like, oh yeah, Tesla's great, but I'm gonna show that he's dangerous by killing all these animals. Here, watch what alternating current does to an elephant. Watch what alternating current does to a, a goat or your favorite cat. I'm like, no, you don't side with that guy and then write a song about him. Like I said, lyrically, <laughs> we, we have a lot of troubles with this record. For me, it was uh, like the first, like there's four fucking sides of this monstrosity. Uh, but sides two and three are pretty much packed out with like decent tracks. Um, yeah, I, I wrote like seven, eight, nine. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly, uh, you and me, buddy. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> the only no. two people who like Does that, that one have the lyric? How can you tell that humans are real? That one's got the lyric. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then later on, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like suddenly it, for a song called Suddenly, like it's just plodding along. I think the melody, uh, some of the melodies are what struck me right. is, is sort of they do. They do these interesting, uh, the chords that they use are interesting a lot mm-hmm. of the time within. It goes places that you don't, you wouldn't think a pop song would normally go. Same with, uh, Lamplight is probably, you know, seems like the poppiest one. Yeah, that's of, a, of it, it, I wrote a too. under Lamplight, I wrote, like a nail being slowly driven into my head. <laughs> <laughs> so... Is it Lamplight versus First of May that was the the thing that caused the rift between Mm -hmm. Robin and Barry? Robin wrote Lamplight, Barry wrote First of May. They were two sides of the single, but then it came down to which one got stamped A and which one got stamped B. They decided to go with First of May, which is the stronger song. Yeah. 
and Robin quit the fucking band. <laughs> like I, I didn't realize like at this point of their career, Robin can, was contributing to most of the lead vocals. Like Barry didn't really come out front until much until like their their disco era. Like his his like trademark falsetto is yet to come in the history of the Bee Gees. So like at this point, you know, it's like it's like the Robin show and one of Robin's songs gets on a B-side and Robin fucking leaves his brothers is it's the that's like the lamest thing I've ever He comes ever back heard. like instantly though. <laughs> right, because I, mean, I guess he, le- he he leaves for his solo career right. with my finger quotes yeah. and then he comes back within a year. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> no way he was going to leave. Just a power it's, it's move. A, it's a it was a bitch power move. Yeah. This didn't it? make sense. Also, I think it's crazy that Lamplight and First of May were the singles because side three, track one, is Lamplight, and side four, uh, it would be the 16th overall is First of May. That's a terrible place to put your singles. Yeah, it is. For sure. It is. Second to last. Last song before the outro on a double album. Yeah. Yeah. Is that's that just to try to make someone listen through the entire album? I have no I don't idea. Know. I bet. I bet that Robin Gibb ha- Gibb had something to do with the sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was pretty. I did look at the at the tracking on who was uh, on the lead vocals. On you know, I was like, oh, they do break it up quite a bit. Like, Ro- it goes Robin Barry, Robin Barry. You know, it it kind of uh, goes back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. It does say all tracks written and composed by the Bee Gees. You know, yeah. all three of them. But we know that's not true. <laughs> you don't think Maurice is just back there cranking these all out? <laughs> he's, he's working on his his gravelly oh yes. Uh, so do I? I have the question: Do you think it would work? This would work better, or you would like it better if it was split into two albums with the same amount of songs? However, Odessa and you know, with all the na- nation, the Seven Seas Symphony, the British Opera, uh, Odessa, we're all on one you know disc. And then their other disc had more like country and some pop stuff. One was more high-minded, and one was just more straight-ahead pop. It wouldn't make any difference to okay. me. It's like, do you want one big album you don't like, or do you want two small albums that you don't like? Okay. <laughs> that... I just thought maybe maybe it would work a little bit better. I nah. mean, it's all medicine. <laughs> it's just how many <laughs> just how many pills it is in. Like, give me one fucking horse pill, and I'm done. How many drops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. This uh, the, there's there's some things about this album I like quite a bit, but it's it's a lot. Yeah, it, it, it could eat. I I feel like it easily could have just been one. This is one of those like, things where like if someone's like just shit talking the Bee Gees, you can snag a song off this that they oh, would be, yeah. they would have no idea it was the fucking. Oh, I was oh, super so. surprised. Yeah. I think I think more highly of this because I was I, when I saw the Bee Gees. I'm not familiar with the Bee Gees. Obviously, the disco stuff, but I was like, why are the Bee Gees here? And then this came on, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is interesting. There were there were songs that I kind of liked on it. Uh, I, actually, nothing I, I love. I like listening to it, but I'm, I'm not going... I'm not going digging deep. I'm not going back to it. You know, I appreciate listening to it. I wrote next to uh, Sound of Love, I wrote uh, Not Bad, Slow Rocker. And then the next song, Give Your Best, I wrote... It's not bad. Kind of like a good Ringo song. <laughs> on, specifically on those two songs, Sounds of Love, I wrote, Is this good? Question mark. And give your best serviceable song. <laughs> like a good Ringo song. I feel like, yeah. I feel like, like a good Ringo. I feel like sometimes when you're listening straight through 
a double album that there's an effect that happens by the third or fourth side where you're like kind of like uh, Stockholm syndrome. Like, yeah. like oh, this is, is this the worst? Or do I kind of think it's funny? Like, you know, you start like there's a song I laugh in your face where I'm like, is this is this smart? <laughs> Is this a witty song? Never nah, <laughs> <in> your face. <laughs> with with it's so much not digestible. Per- with yeah, with so much performance, and they're they're reaching for the rafters with every chorus that comes out. It's going to get grating mm-hmm. and not be in- as interesting. Yeah, I think that's probably why they threw some of those country songs just on to there, break it up. just to cut, try and break that up. Uh, does anybody want to talk about the what we kind of called sheep voice? Oh, sheep <laughs> vocals. Yeah, um, Robin sound like sounds like a uh, a bleeding sheep attempting to croon. Like <laughs> his vibrato. His vibrato is just. It's very breathy. That's so weird. What is it's because he doesn't it, have a top lip. Like, <laughs> what is the sheep to human ratio of the Isle of Man where they were born? Oh, hmm. that's a. Like maybe his, maybe a some of his first influences were sheep. It's true. It's then true. they moved to Australia. He got sheep there. You know, he didn't have it. Be, he... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe this kind of like the crux of their sound. There's, they just like it's sheep. Raised around the sheep. <laughs> yeah, they grew up around sheep. <laughs> Well, they say you develop your accent in the womb, so... <laughs> wait, wait, are you saying that he was born of sheep? Oh, I'm just saying that he was probably around <laughs> sheep a lot, both in and after his early childhood. Seasons, we all live in rain. So Each of them were doing the Beatles thing where they're all kind of writing separate parts, but it never works with three part harmonies. You can't write, you can't write your, your own, own song <laughs> yeah. when you have to convince two other people to back you up on it. I It just feels like it's bandwagoning to me. Doing the big Baroque double album in 1969 is passe. If you don't actually have the vision to back it, if they're like, if they're really just like throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks, it's because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, that's true. But everyone else, at least thus that we've reviewed, had some cohesive vision. They weren't trying to do all things at all times. Oh, they had a cohesive vision when they were going to write a song about a ship. Right, but that was one <laughs> song. Well, there, the whole album was going to be about that. And yeah. what, what was the name of the album originally? Like, uh, An America Opera. Later this became Masterpiece, but Pieces P-E-A-C-E. Oh, yeah. that's, that's And really finally, cool. Odessa. Um, yeah, really cool, guys. 
I can't believe how much you dislike this with the amount of crap you've liked thus far going into this. Yep. I think I think you have some latent BG's hate because of their disco era. No, no, actually, I don't. I don't mind their disco stuff. I, it, that's, that's well, catchy. I look forward to talking to you about that when I'm forty. It's <laughs> catchy as shit, uh, dude. The seventies are coming up. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> By the time we get to that, we're gonna be old. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't mind. Uh, All right, Ben, what do you what do you give it? What do you think? This album? Yeah, I'm not into it. Yeah, I think it could have been a shorter bad album. Yeah, <laughs> still bad though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think there's any saving that. It, you know, it might be. Maybe it'll grow on me. Really, I only listened to it once uh, because it's so fucking long. Uh, but my first impression wasn't good. But you know, so like there have been in the past albums I haven't liked the first time that have grown on me, but. If for that to happen, I would need to listen to it again, and I don't see that happening. I think I think I'm on the I'm on a negative uh, as well. I just don't think that I care about this album <laughs> one iota. I mean, it. I, I think it's interesting if you've never heard early Bee Gees to check it out or to hear some of the harmonies or hear the first, especially the first song. I would say. You listen to the first song and maybe one song, another one of the songs, uh, one of the singles, and that that would do it for me. But that doesn't save the entire album. Plus, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. What song are we listening to right is now? Is this Whisper Whisper? Yeah, I think this is Whisper Whisper, maybe. Uh, this was the worst. Was that the... <laughs> That's, but you can say that about almost every song on the album. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds like a McCartney throwaway it does. The song. Yeah. It sounds like something that they dug out of the trash so of Abbey many Road. Of, so many of the songs of this album sound like songs that didn't make the cut off of other bands' good albums of this era. Yeah, that's true. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'm going to give it a negative. Uh, that was not a big surprise. Um, th- like I said, there are some things on here that are interesting, and if you if you are a just huge Bee Gees fan, and you're like, oh, I want to see where this this started, or some of the early stuff that people don't know about, yeah, you can go back to this, and this is a surprise, because I think a lot of us think of the Bee Gees as a disco band, and rightly so, because that's the good shit. Um, but, yeah, no, I, there's, there's no redeeming this whole fucking album. What do you think, Rob? Uh, I, I'd go positive. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> all right. I mean, for 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 all of its problems, um, I mean, there, there's some there's some really interesting uh, things that are happening. I'll, I'm going to go neutral. I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> I'm backing up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, there, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things about this that I like. I might have gone but, neutral if they had just scaled it down to one album and mm-hmm, and been a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Just really perfected those songs. I, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I'm probably not going to go back and revisit Would it. Would you put a track on a mixtape? Yes, of For course. someone you actually like. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I I would. Okay. A single track, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, like, my, my issues with it aren't, like, the, the songs themselves, but the lyrically, it sucks the vocals, for whatever reason, are just drowning in reverb. I like that, actually. Drowning. <laughs> I do like, like it. Although the, it could have some variety. Like, because, like, everything else that's going around it, yeah. not drowning in reverb. Yeah. So it, 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 I don't know. Um, I, I'd say it's worth a listen. I I wouldn't say you must hear it. I was going to say, does anybody <laughs> think it should be in the book? No. I kind of thought, I, no. no. No, I mean... No. If it's a if it's a book of bands that tried real hard, 
then yeah, because I mean, yeah, they were swinging for the bleachers. They're 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 trying hard. You know, like if if that was the goal of every album in here, then it would be a different book. It's supposed to be albums you should hear before you die. And there's yeah. no there's no requirement to hear this before you die. No, not necessary. No, I don't think it's significant either. It didn't change anybody's mind or it's not pushing any boundaries. Right, nothing new musically, technologically, thematically. No, it doesn't belong in this book. All right, <laughs> a lot of these albums don't belong in this fucking book. Though. It's Been... a book of best Baroque pop albums to come out of Australia in 1969. <laughs> it might make it that might. book. <laughs> it's a book of lies. <laughs> Play, uh, give your best. It's not bad. Like a good Ringo song. Okay. All right, next time we'll be talking about Pentangle, Basket of Light. Oh, boy. Thanks, y'all. It's a square dance, Mr. Perkins. It's a square dance to be sure. To be sure.